Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belzac, And in this episode, I'm going to walk you through seven ways that I use to manage my emotions and mental health in my career. Now, I want to say two things about these. First, they are the product of a very long time of learnings and mistakes and failures and experimentation and trial and error and all of that good stuff. But basically, what I've learned over the past 10 plus years is that one, your emotions dictate your performance. The people who I've seen perform at the highest level are able to detach emotions from the decisions that they make and from the way that they operate. It's not to say that they are burying them or they are, you know, just pushing them under the rug. Quite the opposite, actually. Instead, what they do is they make space to process their emotions separately from their decisions. They also have a really, really good idea of how their emotions impact their decisions. The second thing is that if your health both mental and physical is suffering, everything else will too. It's really, really hard to be happy, to be successful, to make progress if your mental and physical health are not in check. So as I mentioned, I've tested hundreds and hundreds of strategies and systems and ideas around both of these principles. And I wanted to share the seven that I use today, which have gotten pretty close to doing the trick or at least attaining, uh, I think, as as close as you could get to a, a good practice that where I'm making steady improvements because we're never going to be perfect here. We're going to have bad mental health days. We're going to have periods that are rougher than others, and it's never going to be perfect. But I think this system has gotten me pretty darn close to achieving the, the optimal area that I want to be in for managing my emotions and my mental health. So you're going to hear me mention a lot of numbers in here, or if it's not specific numbers, I'm going to tell you that, you know, my data showed me this, or I found this from tracking for X, Y, and Z days. So these numbers basically came from three specific things. First was an aura ring that I used for a long time. I don't really use it anymore, but I used it to track my sleep, um, especially for, you know, seeing how certain things impacted my sleep quality. So exercise or drinking or things like that. The second is an app called the bearable app. I went through a long period where I tracked uh, my moods and my energy and all this stuff using the bearable app. It was totally awesome. Again, I don't use that as much anymore because I have the system mostly dialed in and I'm just focusing on executing the system. Uh, but the bearable app was awesome for actually quantifying how these different things affected me during the day. And then the third was just using my phone's notes app. So I would sit down and I would journal on this stuff. I would write out ideas and thoughts and experiments and all that. So just wanted to share that upfront as well. But without further ado, here are the seven things that I leverage today to manage my emotions and mental health in my career. The first is exercise. On weeks that I exercise, I consistently have a higher threshold for stress, my sleep quality improves, and my baseline happiness jumps. Again, all according to my Aura Ring, my bearable app data. So what I do is I aim for about 45 minutes of cardio and strength at least five times a week. And I found that that is enough to carry that feeling through for the extra couple of days there. But the most important thing here that I found is consistency. So when I consistently show up and get some sort of exercise in every day, even if it's just a walk some days, that is going to help my mental health. That's going to help improve everything. Whereas if I fall down that slippery slope of not exercising for one day and then two and then three, 
that's when I really start to see the negative effects come into play here. So for me personally, what I found to work best is, is Orange Theory. If you, you may or may not be familiar with it, but I absolutely love it because it is structured. You just show up and they have everything mapped out for you. It is a class and normally I hate exercise classes because they have, you know, kind of a weird culty vibe and they tend to be very intense and all this other stuff. Orange Theory has not been that way, but the most reason, the most important reason that I love it is because it has both cardio and strength together in one spot. And I find that that has given me the best bang for my buck, um, both from a, a health perspective as well as a, a mental health perspective. So physical and mental. The second thing that I do is go for walks with no devices. So, at the end of last year, my son had to stay home from daycare for a week because the daycare was closed. And that's awesome. I'm so glad that his caregivers had that time and space to connect with their families and their loved ones and honestly just take a break. But I was planning to work a little bit that week and I quickly realized that I was not going to be able to get any real work done while also watching our little guy. So after the first couple of days of trying to struggle to do both, I just closed my computer and I spent basically the next five days totally unplugged, not creating content, not engaging, not really doing doing any work. And instead, I had to spend a lot of time device free with my son. That was an amazing time to connect with him. It was so awesome. We had a total blast. But the other thing that happened was I sort of found this flood, this fire hose of ideas that all started connecting once I put my devices away. Because again, it wasn't just work. I couldn't even really use my phone during this time. And I found that there were so many things just sitting in my brain and I hadn't created the space for them to actually connect for me to process them. And so what I built in since then was going for a couple 30 plus minute walks with no devices every single week. And they consistently lead to some of my best ideas. They've led to content ideas that have completely blown up. They've led to business ideas that drastically changed our business for the better this year. Some of my very best ideas have come from these spaces that I've created for myself where I have no devices, I'm not doing any work. And the whole goal is just to walk around and do this diffuse thinking where synapses and ideas are connecting. So I would highly recommend that you do that too. The one thing that I found to be helpful there is bringing a physical notebook with a pencil or a pen with you um, because I, I went out. Uh, the first couple of times without that. And I had so many ideas that I forgot about half of them. So I went and bought this little notebook and, and this pen and I just started walking around with it. And now I can jot things down without, you know, opening my phone and then starting to scroll or looking at who texted me or all this other stuff. The third here is therapy. So I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV. You should get your own advice from your own doctor. This is not medical advice at all, but therapy has changed the game for me. It's basically like getting a coach for your thoughts and feelings. And as somebody who has generalized anxiety, who's been diagnosed with it, who's dealt with it for um, you know well over a decade now, probably much longer before I you know even went to, to see somebody about it for the first time. But what I found was that finding ways to control it was key to my growth. It was really hard for me to grow in a healthy way when I didn't have that anxiety under control. And this led to things like, you know, comparison syndrome, where I would just over index on social media because I was comparing myself to so many other people. It would be kind of, you know, loss aversion. So, you know, worrying about the finances of my business and thinking that, you know, overnight the whole thing could fall apart. So I needed to really push and push and push and push to make sure that everything was in a good place. Those just weren't healthy ways for me to live or for me to grow uh, or for me to run my business. And so 
I've been seeing a therapist in different capacities for a long time, but I started seeing the therapist that I work with now about two times a month. We started weekly at first. We also do weekly during high stress periods. Um, but that two times a month has totally changed the game in terms of my ability to manage my emotions, to recognize where they're coming from, to understand why they showed up and to process them. So I still always recommend uh, therapy to, to pretty much everybody because it's essentially like, you know, people are hiring business coaches, they're hiring coaches for their golf swing or their tennis game, all these other things. Why would we not get a coach for, you know, the the most important thing that sits, you know, in between the six inches of our brain that basically controls everything else that's going on in our world. So highly, highly recommend that because that has been super helpful for me. The fourth is reducing screen time. So again, going back to my data, high screen time days are always less happy for me and more anxious for me. So at the beginning of this year, I committed to reducing my screen time. And basically what I did here was I deleted not just all the social apps off my phone, but any app that didn't really serve a a pretty basic functional purpose. So I don't even have email on my phone. I turned off all of my notifications. I even blocked all of the same sites uh, for these apps. So social sites, et cetera, I blocked them on the Safari browser. And then I deleted like Chrome and these other browsers. And then I found one really awesome tip a little later this year as well, which is to put your phone on grayscale. So if you go uh, run a Google search or YouTube search for, you know, how to, Uh, make your iPhone black and white. I found that that really helps as well. It makes your phone far, far less appealing. And so before I did this, I was averaging, I think about four and a half to five hours a day on my phone. And now I'm down to an average of about an hour to an hour and a half a day, which has totally been a game changer because that is, you know, an extra, you know, five to seven hours per week, uh, if not a little bit more that I'm getting back that I can focus on literally anything else, which is going to be far, far more positive as well. So would highly recommend that. And there's a great book out there called How to Break Up with Your Phone, um, which I, I kind of use as the basis. I tried to do this a couple of other times before and, and had read it uh, several times leading up to, you know, this this time where it's now stuck for about six months, I've been uh, on this reduced screen time. So it really does feel like it's stuck this time. Number five here is reading fiction. So I've always loved reading fiction, but I used to tell myself that reading anything except for, you know, business books and nonfiction was a waste of time because why would I spend a minute or or an hour of my time, you know, not working towards bettering myself or building my business and creating this life that I wanted. And that was exhausting. And I also ended up hating to read. I, I actually effectively stopped reading for a long period of time. And then I started cracking open fiction books again. And I, I started having, I experienced the joy of reading again. I started having so much fun. And so now I read fiction for at least 30 minutes every single day before bed. And what I've also found was that it helps me transa- transition out of the day and it drastically boosts my sleep quality because I'm not looking at a screen during that time. My brain uh, has something else to focus on that's not, you know, things that are happening with the business or my life or my kids or anything else that's going on. And it's a really, really nice way to transition. So uh, if you have felt the pressure of, of, you know, reading nothing but business and nonfiction, I hope that, that that helps you as well. Number six is weekly dates. So social connection with my close friends, my wife makes me really happy, but I've been prioritizing work above it, or I used to prioritize work above it quite a bit, especially, you know, during the pandemic and getting into that new lifestyle, it really took some intentionality to break free of that. So now my goal is to commit to a weekly quote unquote date with a friend or my wife doing something that fills my cup. And so um, it could be Uh, over the phone, it could be in person, you know, I'll call a buddy of mine across the country and just catch up with them for an hour. It could be going to meet somebody at a coffee shop or for dinner, it could be, you know, playing some tennis with them or, 
you know, cooking with them. There are a lot of different ways that that it takes shape, but really what it is, is just having some some quality time with somebody where both the thing we're doing fills my cup and being with them fills my cup. And it was hard to, you know, think about prioritizing that when, you know, you have so many meetings and all these other things, but I found that I always left those happy and I never regretted doing them. And so I just kept doing them more and more and more. So being intentional about creating that time with the folks that you care about is really huge as well. And then the seventh thing here is mindful drinking. So I tracked my drinking for three months and I found that drinking more than two days in a row basically completely crushed my sleep quality. It made me less productive and it made me more anxious. And then on top of that, it just made me less happy. I didn't feel great when I drank more than two days in a row or, or had you know more than a certain number of drinks. And I ended up stumbling on the concept of mindful drinking uh, around that time when I was exploring what I could do. And it's a really interesting concept where you're basically focusing on it's it's not removing drinking completely, but it's being more intentional about when, where, and why you drink. Uh, and so I read a book about it. It was really, really fascinating. And I've been trying to implement you know, a, a new system for handling this where I can still enjoy drinks. I, I, you know, brewed my own beer for a long time. I, you know, love the occasional drink and, and everything that comes with it. But I also want to make sure that I'm not sacrificing other things as a result. And so this was a huge one for me too. This has allowed me to, you know, enjoy my, my weekly dates. Like I just mentioned, go grab a beer with somebody, do all that, uh, but also make sure that I'm going to wake up the next day feeling refreshed, feeling rested, uh, and feeling ready to tackle the day versus, you know, the complete opposite. So those are the seven things that I've been doing that have really, really worked. And the the final thing that I would add here is I think that these things are going to change, right? As we grow, as we get older, as our relationships change, as our environment changes, we're going to need new tools. And so I'm always monitoring these things. I'm always looking for different ways to approach this. Uh, but I wanted to share these with you in case they were helpful. And in case, you know, even one of them uh, kind of resonates with you. So I'd love to hear if any of them resonated with you, feel free to hit me up on social, send me an email. Um, or if you're struggling with any of these things as well. It's totally normal to, you know, not have this completely under control and to not really, you know, understand why we're feeling the way that we feel and, and how to handle our mental health. And I think these conversations are important to have. So this was just my little add to it, my little piece for now. Uh, I hope some of it resonated with you. I really appreciate you tuning in and I will see you in the next episode of the podcast. 